Okay, <coughs> excuse me. Today we're talking in we're in Shochanarach Sim Kofalov, Sif Ifim Ches and Tes. Well, the whole Simin Kofalov uh, is about Chaticha Rulis Kavit, uh, and these final two halachas about a case. I was talking about a case where we have a Chaticha Rulis Kavit, um, uh, which is Aser, like a bird or a sheep that was Aser, and it was mixed into other animals. But somebody thinks that they know which one is the trafe one. So now if I can figure out which is the trafe one and pull it out, <clears throat> then we don't have a problem. <clears throat> There's no more tarugas anymore and there's still going to be motor. Um, what's the idea? The, the simon trafe was found in the bird's um, corkavon. Um, that's sort of like the bird's stomach or in the sheep head um, or the sheep's head. And they were separated from the rest, the whole rest of their carcass. So the idea is, if I can figure out <clears throat> which that this corkavon belonged to a specific chicken, or <clears throat> or the head of this sheep belonged to a which where the rest of the sheep it belongs to is, I could piece them back together and say, okay, this is the this is the whole trafe sheep or the whole trafe bird. I could pull them out of the mixture, and then the rest of the other ten that are behind uh, will be kosher. Um, so what's the din? This this comes this comes from this din comes from a gemara uh, which was brought earlier in, in your day back in Simon Pekimel, uh, which is about birds. Sorry, which is about fish, uh, and it says they like this <clears throat> that if you have uh, several pieces of fish and only have scales on some of them, then if you can piece the the pieces back together and determine that these are all from the same fish, meaning some have semen, some have the scales on them, and some of them don't, but you could connect. The scale piece, the one with the scale, to the one without, and you could just show how they, how they, uh, that they're the same piece. Then um, you'd be allowed to eat those other pieces. Okay, how do you make this comparison? How do you decide which pieces belong together or don't? Um, and for that matter, how do you decide if the korkavon and the sheep head belong, do or don't belong, which body they belong to? So, as a rule, you can only be make a, <clears throat> excuse me, if you can put the pieces together, sort of like a jigsaw puzzle, and you can prove that the pieces fit together just by the way they're cut. You see the cut goes this way and that way, and the other one fits right into it, so you see that this is a, that these are, these two are a match, and they actually came from the same animal, or the same fish, uh, or the same uh, bird, depending on the situation. The Taz says there, there are certain very specific cases where you can do this based on a visual comparison, which is to say is the fat on the corkavon looks like the fat on the carcass, and you could say they're the same, they have the same look to them, and therefore you could say they're the same, or something like that. But, so the, the Taz says there are some situations when you could be saying on that, but the Taz says nowadays no one has the bikiyas to be able to know um, based just on the, these, visual, these visual comparisons. Uh, and the only way you could ever be, think about being mako is in situations um, when the pieces could be lined up, like like I said, like as a jigsaw puzzle, and made into one whole piece. Um, that's the only case where you could even think about being mako. Okay, now, um, another thing is that the case of the uh, korkavon, or the sheep, the one talking about an ardin, the sheep head, are cases where mid the entire mixture is mutter. Why? Because the, the trafe sheep or the trafe uh, bird are bought the baroi into the other ones. The reason why we have a Shiloh here is because we're talking about a Chatecha Rulis Kabit and Midrabanan it can't be bottled. Midraisa, excuse me, Midraisa it would have been bottled. We're left with the Shiloh of Midrabanan uh, and that's why we have, that's what we're discussing over here. Everything we talk about over here revolves around a uh, uh, Shiloh of Midrabanan. The Chesam Seifer says, but what happens 
Um, that's the only, the Chassam says that that's the only time you could be Samech on these types of comparisons is when basically you're dealing with only a Shaila with Rabban in the first place. But what happens if it had not been Baltim and the Raisa? Let's say there's just been two animals, and one, one was the Kasher and one is the Trave, so there's no Bittal over here. Um, then he says is you cannot com- use these comparisons. These are not strong enough to be Makal when we have a Shaila of a Deraisa, only for case we had a Shaila of Rabban. Okay, Rabbi Kvegev says, he says, I don't know. He says, he says, he says, look, the Gemara, that, that's true. By the case of Korkovan and the, and the sheep, it's true that they're, um, it's only a child of a Drabonan. He says, but the, the, as I mentioned, this all comes from a Gemara about fish uh, fillets, or just pieces of fish. Well, in the case of the fish, um, it's a child of a derice over there. We have no idea whether the fish is, whether a specific piece of fish is kosher or drave. Um So he, he says, I could see from there that even, you could even make, even when it's a child of a derice, um, so that's this is the machlok in the Um In Badi Shochan, he talks about um, how the some sort of might answer this kasha from the case of the fish. Uh, but anyhow, so we're left here with this machlokus in in the Achornim about whether you could be makel to to be somechon just comparing pieces to each other when we're talking about a derabana. When we're talking about a, something that's oh, I'm sorry, when we're talking about a derisa. Okay, now this whole thing that we've been talking about, this whole shaila about comparing um, fillets, etc., or comparing fish. Uh, uh, birds or or sheep uh, came up in a very specific shaila. A caterer order, uh, ordered hundreds of fillets of sea bass to make for an event. Um, and so, before I just move on, let me let me just use explain what that word what a fillet is just just for whatever it's worth. Uh, and that is there's two basic ways to prepare that most fish are are cut. Most fish are cut um, in, in both of the cases. I'm both. Ways I'm about to describe to you, you take off the scales and you take off the intestines. That that's the first step. That's for sure. that happens no matter what. Uh, uh, but a, a steak means you, you, is a, when you have a fish that has a very thick flesh, like salmon or shark. It has thick flesh, so you can cut the you can cut the flesh perpendicular to the spine and then um, <clears throat> into several pieces, and each one of them is called, is called a steak. It's called a, so it's called a salmon steak or a shark steak. Uh, you cut it like a lengthwise that comes with a horseshoe shape to it. You, you cut it uh, a perpen- I'm sorry, perpendicular, not lengthwise, perpendicular to the spine, um, and it makes this, this piece that we call a steak. Okay? Fish that have thinner flesh, like think about flounder, that have very thin flesh, you can't do that. If you cut that, you get nothing. You get like, like a little string. There would be nothing they'd eat. So there what you do is, <clears throat> again, you took out the, the intestines and the scales, took them off already. Then you cut them parallel to the to the spine. Um, so what happens is that all the, the f- flesh of this fish that was on one side, sometimes even do with both sides, but all the flesh that's on one side comes out to this long, f- flat piece, um, and then you cook and that's called the fillet. So these are the, the tip, two typical ways that you cut um, fish. Um, other things like crabs and shrimps and oysters have no, nothing to do. They're totally different. Okay, but this is for most typical fish. Okay. Now, it happens to be that um, fish steaks, there are kosher and trafe, lots of kosher and trafe versions of fish steaks. In fillets, almost all the ones that are sold commercially are kosher. It happens to be. Um, one notable exception is catfish, which is trafe, uh, and it's sold as a fillet. Uh, but by and large, most of the fillets happen to be that they're kosher. Anyhow, back to our story. Okay, so the, this caterer ordered hundreds of sea bass fillet um, for an event that they were going to be having, a kosher event, of course. Uh, and he told the company, leave a skin tag on them so it can be as a way to confirm that these fillets are from a kosher fish. 
Okay, well, there was some kind of a miscommunication. And what happened is they left skin tags on only some of the pieces. Okay, so of the hundreds of pieces that came, only, I don't know, we'll wake up a number. 20 of them had, had skin tags on them, I don't know, whatever. A certain amount of them had, but the rest of them did not. And the Mashkiach <coughs> put all the pieces, you know, lined up the pieces. And he, they all seemed to be the same. He looked at them, the fat lines, the, the, skit, the, the shape, the size. They all seemed to be, give or take, the same thing. Um, so they had the same kind of features of it. And the question was, is that enough for him to be matter this caterer who had invested all this money into these fillets uh, and had needed them for an event that was going on in a few hours? Was it good enough to be makel? So uh, in this case, in this case, there's no way of putting them together, like we mentioned, like as a jigsaw puzzle, because, because they're not from the same fish. Each fillet, as I just mentioned, each fillet is one fish, or sometimes it's a half of the fish. But you're not going to be able to piece together these fillets um, there's hundreds of pieces here that obviously most of them are not going to fit together with the ones that have the scales on them. Um, so what is it? <clears throat> the only way to identify them was by looking at these visual comparisons, the size and the shape and the way the fat looks. Uh, and we saw from the ties that nowadays we're not similar on that. Ne- we're never similar on that nowadays, just based on the, you know, the color and shape and things like that. Plus, um, second thing is, is that here we have a question. It's not a chetichululuskabid question. Here's a question of a deraisa. We don't know if the fish are kosher or not. Um, and <clears throat> so again, we have so machlokes in the harinim whether in those kind in cases where it's a shail of a deraisa, could you be some at all on comparisons at all? Okay. So so um, for those two reasons, in this case, there was no way to be to allow um, these fish to be sold as kosher. As as an aside. Um, when we asked Roshachter what he thought about it, um, without thinking about these parts of the Shaila, Roshachter said, took, came from a different angle. He just said, you know, sometimes we rely on Umulam or Nafshe to, to know that the person is giving us a specific type of fish. Uh, in this case, that didn't apply because we have no prior knowledge of the person's business interest to make sure he always gives us, you know, the right kind of fish. And therefore, that was also not a reason to be made. Now, talking about... Um, skin tags, which was the original plan, that the, the, they were supposed to rely, they were going to take this, each filet would have a skin tag on it, and that would tell them that it was a kosher fish. Um, <clears throat> so it seems seemingly uh, a skin tag uh, is only effective if the skin tag has scales on it, because it, skin is not what makes a fish kosher, it's scales that make this makes a fish kosher, that you could take, a, if you can pull off the scale without ripping the skin, without ripping the flesh, that tells you that this is a kosher fish, but if there's no scales on it, how would you look at the, how would it help to have just a piece of skin? I mean, trade fish also have skin. So <clears throat> how would skin be a raya that um, seemingly um, skin can't be a raya that it can't wait, be a way to know that a fish is kosher if you don't have any scales on it? Now, some have suggested that even without the scales, you can, by looking at the skin, you could tell what type of fish it is. You could just identify the breed of fish that it is. So now, probably that could be done. But seemingly, in order to do that, you'd have to have a mashkiach with a lot of expertise. Um, you'd have to be able to look at a, a skin patch, usually like an inch-by-an-inch inch piece of skin, and by looking at that, to be able to, to know which fish that comes from. Okay, so, which is, seemingly, that would take quite an expertise to know all types of fish that there are, and be able to just look at this little piece of skin and say, hmm, this comes from a, a sea bass, I don't know, it comes from a, a flounder, or comes from something else, and how we know just by looking at that. Also, we saw um, the Taz said we're not so excited about are relying on uh, visual comparisons. Uh, you know, it's true, if you see a whole fish, you say, oh, I know this whole fish, but from this little comparison, it's not so clear you should be allowed to do that. So this idea that just look at the skin tag and that tells you we have a kosher fish um, is, is quite questionable if you could do that without scales. 
Uh, just in this in this context, I'll just note that there are there have people have found uh, unscrupulous processors who were who were caught gluing skin tags from kosher fish onto tray fish to make them look kosher. Okay, you can imagine that. They, they, they went to a kosher fish, you know, it's got lots of skin. They took all the skin and pasted it all onto the tray fish. Go figure. And the mashkichim caught them because <coughs> they saw that there was something wrong with the skin tag. I'm going to just explain what it is in a minute. So I'm going to explain that in a minute, but it's, it's worthwhile to, to know this, to be alert, that something having a skin tag should mean that it's kosher, but just to be alert that there could be something fishy. Something, that's a funny word. I didn't mean that. Okay, something could be strange about that. Okay, and let's th- let's think about it. If we just think about it, we'll understand what it is that could look strange that was what the Mashkichim caught. And that is like this. Um, a, a fish's scale, the, the scale of a fish, um, are not attached on all four sides, on all all around onto the, fi- onto the flesh. Uh, rather, it's attached on one side. Okay, one side of this, let's say the scale is you know, a quarter of an inch by a quarter of an inch. So imagine if it would be square. Usually it's round, but imagine if it's square. So one of those sides is attached to, to the flesh of the fish. The side, and the other sides are not. They, they hang loose. The part that's attached is always the side that's closer to the fish's head, which is to say is when the fish swims, um, the water pushes against the scales, and they, then they then lay smoothly on the fish's body. If the, if this if the part that was attached was on the back of the scale, the part that towards the fish's tail, then when this fish would swim, the water would push the open, so to speak, push the scales away from the skin and rip them out of the skin. Okay, so the fishes, the, the scales are always attached on the side that's closer to the head. The side of the scale that's closer to the head is the part that's attached to the flesh. So, <clears throat> if you see uh, skin tag and the skin tag has scales attached to the side that's closer to the tail, you know that something's wrong over here and that this skin tag is not the way it grew on this on this fish and who knows where it came from. Okay, now, how do you know which side, you're looking at a fillet, how do you know which is the head? There's no head left on, on the fillet. They cut the head off already. So the answer is, <clears throat> usually fish are wider at the head than they are at the tail. The tail gets narrower. So by looking at um, at the looking at the shape of the fillet, saying, hmm, this is the head, this is the tail, how come the scale is facing that way instead of facing that way, would tell you that somebody put this here and it, this is not the way it grew by itself. As an aside, it happens to be also, they tend to leave the skin take on the tail area where it's harder to do the get the skin off anyhow. Um, it's not so usable. So that's where it tends to be. That's another indication. Another thing is that a fillet is a basically a flat piece of fish but the top and the bottom of the fillet are not the same, which is what I mean is the fillet is thin, so it has a top and a bottom, you know, hang on, top and bottom. Um, the bottom, the part that faces, faces the inside, the, the intestines of the fish, um, is flat. The part that's on the outside of the fish is rounded. Um, <clears throat> so scales of a fish are always on the outside of the fish, not on the inside of the fish. That should be pretty obvious. So it means is if the scales are on the flat side of the fillet, something is wrong. The scales need to be on the round side of the fillet, which is where they would be if they really came from this fish. Anyhow, so these are just some ideas of ways people caught, people, excuse me, processors um, cheating and putting um, skin tags where they weren't supposed to be.